0: hustlers with these current grocery prices and these gas prices everyone can use some sort of extra income here at hustle smarter we do the research for you and we come back and provide you with value so we are going to show you how to get into the trucking industry within a week making 3k to 4k monthly course coming soon
1: i want them to know that you don't have to stick to something because You made that decision a long time ago with the information you had. When new information comes in and you want to change your mind, please let me know, and I'm here to help you. Um, I want to say that I think also schools really push college. Now, remember, we got to remember that the society we live in, they benefit off of this debt that we create, right? So it's necessary for them to push that agenda on us.
2: What's going on, everybody? I'd like, to welcome you back to another episode of the Hustle Lounge Podcast. I'm Graham. What's good? It's your boy Hustle Gang, Chris. All right. Today we got a special guest, uh, Miss Latanya Coleman Carter. She's got a lot going on. If I said it already, if I say it all now, we're not going to get to the end. It's a lot, so we'll let her introduce herself and we'll go from there. How are you doing today, man? Welcome to the show.
1: Good. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me, Latanya Coleman Carter. I am actually from Arkansas moved to LA about eight years ago. So I'm here now. Uh, when I was in Arkansas, I was professor of mathematics. Um, that's how I kind of met your friend, I think. Um, so I let's see, my partner and I have seven kids. It's a blended family. I birthed four of them. Um, I'm currently an author. I just wrote my first book. It's called Dear Mom. Wait, that's me. Um, and yeah, I think that's
2: yeah. okay all right so let's jump into it dear mom wait that's me that's your new book uh when did you release it
1: it came out uh february 22nd this year so two, 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 two. Two,
2: two, two, two. sweet 22 22 22 yeah. <laughs> 22, 22 yeah so can you tell us a little bit about what the book's about
1: of course um it's actually my liberation story to be honest so it's a it's about my parenting however, it's more of a personal growth book, I would say. It's meant to inspire other people. So it's a collection of stories written in the form of poems, essays, and prose. Um, They're really short stories. I mean, you can see the book, it's really tiny. Uh, Within the book, though, there's art. Um, So there's paintings and things that I actually hand created myself that are canvases. Um, There's music that's connected to each one of the poems or the pro, whichever piece that you have. And the reason I did that is because I wanted the book to be a whole experience. I wanted you to not just read something, but to also be able to really get an idea of what I meant, where I was coming from on all levels, right? So that it's more of an experience. You can read it, yes, but then you can see it with your eyes. And then the songs that are connected to it, I feel like related. They're songs from uh, J. Cole, Kanye West. It's, It's not my songs, but I felt like by adding those songs, you could get a different level of the experience you know once you read it you hear it and see it it's all connected you know the purpose of it is to really just inspire other people to unsubscribe to societal norms especially as a black woman (laughs) thanks black (laughs) woman parenting in today's society um, there's a lot of things I realized I was holding on to that came from society Uh, may it be TV shows that I grew up watching, religion, my own upbringing. And there were moments with all these different kids where honestly, I was realizing they were not the same, which meant I wasn't going to be able to parent each one of my kids the same way. And I thought it was really important for me to share my stories. And hopefully that would inspire other people. My oldest child is 24. My youngest is eight. And so within that span I've had so many experiences which I would actually count as wins at this point. And so by the time I wrote the book, I was like, wait, this worked. I don't really have to do it the way everybody else has been doing it in the game. Right. And there needs to be other people witnessing this so they can see that they don't have to do the parenting the way we were parented. Does
2: that make sense? Oh yeah. No, that's very important. Um, I'm a brand new parent. My, My daughter's seven months, but I've, I broke out of society norms for myself like 10 years ago. I liberated myself from the program. And so for me, uh, that's my way, my mind. I think I actually made a post on Facebook the other day. I was working out and it just came to me that, um, what did I say, Chris?
0: Uh, It was a post. Someone was um, (laughs) basically saying they'd never be good enough um, for society, for Facebook, no matter if they buy a house or rent a house
2: or if they- No, not that. The, The one I said for parenting. Oh
0: i don't i'm I don't gonna that. pull it up it's right yeah, i said right here. here
2: but you one you just posted the other day you
0: could connect it too though because yeah societal norms like you say you gotta run your own race
2: yeah i think society norms not only affect us in just the way we enjoy our own life it affects us definitely in parenting in the post i wrote was i said you guys want your children to be free thinkers and think for themselves but whenever you question them you know we're based off you know the, the black household do it because i say so do it now um you know, they grew up to be followers because they never knew how to ask questions. And one of the guys asked me, like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm not saying that my daughter can just come and sass me, but she's going to know that it's okay to communicate after I tell her what to do, then say, hey, you know, dad, why did I do that? Or what's the purpose? And I can explain it to her. And that way she'll understand that when she grows older, it's just because somebody say do something that doesn't mean do it. And I definitely, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I definitely can't wait to read your book because I believe, uh, us and and even some little Chris is is our parents were raised in a different era Mm -hmm. and they were built on survival right because if we look if we really look back at it my grandmother's late 70s her parents were you know right around you know the end of slavery you know she was in the civil rights movement so the way she raised my mom was different than the way my mom raised me but she's not that far removed from our our, you know terrible uh, history that we have that you know, like you said, it, it comes to liberation. It comes to where, how do we grow from that? And our parents raised us off how they were raised, but that doesn't work in 2022. And ultimately, you know, and ultimately moving forward, we have to raise our kids for their generation, not our generation, because what worked for me ain't going to work for her. It's a totally different world. But I think society norms keep everyone brains enclosed because they're scared to be different. Um, but if you look at the other cultures, they are adapting. And we're still stuck. Uh, sorry, I went on a soapbox. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's, to be honest, that's exactly what the book is all about. And I, I absolutely appreciate you saying that and recognizing that, and especially as a young person raising kids. It's important for us to recognize that things are different. I, I'll never forget one of the first times I really realized that I was just doing something because it had been done to me. And I was—I think it was cooking. And my daughter asked me why I was doing something in particular. And I was like, oh, I don't know. My mama did that. You know, those moments. And it was like, well, I have no idea why I'm doing that. I don't know why I'm telling you, you can't go spend the night at your friend's house on a school night. Why, why, I, I haven't even processed that. That's just what my parents did. And so I'm doing it. So I had to really get to the point where I started to question my own parenting. Why am I making this decision? Does that still make sense? Because like you said, they did the best that they could with the information they had. So I'm not, this book is not to fault any parents or any, you know, anyone who did it a different way. I completely understand your point of view. It, they did what they knew to do. And that was what we had to go. We don't have to do that anymore. We have more information at our hands. And and I just want to basically create a community of people who understand and appreciate that as an idea so that we can further the black community into spaces that allow us to thrive and understanding that asking a question questioning questioning someone are two different things. My kids are free to question because I want you to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing or why you should be doing it. And a lot of times I don't make commands on them. I actually say things like, here's the information that I have. this is the experience I had when I tried to do that. That's the information and you can do with that what you want to. You know there's a lot of freedom in my house because I really want them to, to grow into the humans that they were designed to be, not who I'm trying to make them to be. Most parents, I think, were really trying to recreate themselves or do a better job at what they didn't become. So they're kind of forcing that onto their kids. I really authentically want to see who my kids would be if I just let them develop into who they are supposed to be. Now, here, I'm here to guide you. You can always ask me any questions. I will support you, whatever that may be. But I don't want to, like, make you do stuff.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: That's dope. Like, and my perspective on it is, if we do things the same way every generation, how will we ever elevate? That don't, that don't even make sense. Why would I do something the same way my mom did it twenty four years ago? When it's my- safe, easy. <laughs> oh, hold on, boom.
1: Because <laughs> it, listen, it's not it's, it's not comfort. easy with my comfort level. it's comfort. It's easy. My I, my youngest is an eight year old little girl, and it is not the easiest thing for her to say why. You know, I'm like, oh shoot, okay. And then I found myself going, wait, she does need to know why we're doing this thing. So when you're when you're faced with a real a young kid questioning or asking questions about things that are happening, it is it's it's hard. It's not an easy thing. So nothing in this book that I'm talking about is easy. I even talk about that in the book. It's like uh, I'm saying what I'm saying, but it's not like, oh, this is just so easy. I do it like nothing. No, absolutely not. So to keep doing something, you're right. It's not gonna change it, but it makes it easy. So, are you ready to take the hard steps? And and but the hard steps are gonna move us forward, like you said.
2: Mm-hmm. If if it was easy, everyone would would be doing it. And, and I think <laughs> the hard, the hardest part of it, I, I think, and, and oh man, you, you, it's your book. It comes back to society norms. I mean, even us, like I don't parent the way my mom parent. And my girl's seven months, and she she's probably my mom is going to be probably in culture shock when my daughter's four, five, six, and she's doing different things. And it's still going to be in a respectful and tasteful manner. I'm going to raise her the you know the best way I can to prepare her for the world, but she's not going to have society norms. Um, she's not going to be in boxing and clothes. And and as Chris was saying, if we don't change, we've been doing everything these ways the way it's been done, and what how does it what does it work out for us? Right, um, all these traditions don't result we, in. Nothing. Well we
0: got the show for it?
2: some clothes <laughs> <laughs> Listen. you know i mean and, and ultimately <laughs> i just take it personal now i already took it personal prior but i take it personal now as a parent because you know that only a, a, a small percentage make it to the nba only a small percentage make it here only a small percentage make it to those top level jobs that everybody wants to do but that doesn't mean they can't be successful and elevate but if their mind is always closed they might miss the opportunity to ask someone a question that could open up another door for them That's and right. We have it's just a comfort zone. Um, I actually was reading something today. I wrote it down. It was so good. It said, if you feel comfortable in poverty, you'll stay there. Even if you come out of it, that's where you're comfortable at. So you'll find your way back. And how do you find your way back? Overspending. doing. And I was like, whoa, you know, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you kind of already talked about why you wrote the book. Uh, what's the production process for writing a book? How did you go about it?
1: Well, my book is self-published, so I mean, there's many options for how you, I mean, obviously, if you had um, a publisher that picked up the idea or something like that, then, you know, that's obviously an option, but for me, it was something I did set a goal for myself to do. I wanted to write the book. I wanted to get it out, and so I did the Amazon version, so KDP is the Amazon, so it's free, Um, and so it was a hard process for us because uh the pictures and the music and all the stuff that had to be added in there wasn't an easy drop in but pretty pretty much you could just write it in like a google doc doc and drop it into uh, the amazon KDP, and then amazon produces it and you just order copies and it, it's available on amazon as well so you can actually purchase it at amazon.com oh okay.
0: so they print every time someone buy one they are printed you don't yep. you, you don't have them in hand
1: I do. So if you want an author signed copy, um, my website actually has a link to where you can purchase it from me. So, um, and those I I basically purchase all of them from Amazon and Uh then sell them, sign them from here and then I'll send it out to you.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. That's cool. So when you were writing the book, did you write it all down? Did you have like voice memos and came back to it? That portion of it? How was it? uh, Right.
1: Yeah. So the book, again, so it's it's my twist on, like, absurdism. Um, and for that reason, it's really just a collection of notes. I have in my phone, I have an iPhone. So in there, they have the, the notes app. Yeah. And I just have so many notes in there. Um, and I started to move them into a folder that would go into a book. Um, and then, I mean, that was pretty much, they've all been written over the years. So like I said, yeah. my oldest is 24. And my youngest is eight and in between there it's you know 21 2017 20, 8 11 you know so the, all these stories are just kind of things that have happened over time that i learned from and thought it was important to share with the community so i just their notes initially but they were formulated into poems and essays gotcha yeah
0: yeah that's that's amazing to, to remember to write all of those moments down so, cause some if you don't write stuff down, sometimes you will forget, and like it's so many <laughs> like so many gems <laughs> that you probably dropped in your notes. And when you were scrolling back, like oh, I, I wrote this down, put it in the book. I, I know the book is amazing. I just know literally
1: <laughs> there's already a part two because there's still so many notes that are in there. So many notes. Um, I'm a note taker. I think my notes have like I think I got over five thousand notes in my phone. Yeah, I, I but therapy I started therapy was the reason that I really started writing because and I write pretty much every day um even if it's just like today was an awful day Mm -hmm. today was amazing whatever there's so many notes in there so yeah note taking is important um and I think even watching the notes evolve evolve over time you know the experiences you get to see them all when they're all right there in one place so it's a it's a good idea to write some notes down and who knows it might be a book one day
2: yeah. Yeah. So I, I started that one. I started writing notes down because we was talking about books for years now being Chris. <laughs> but I started the notes and then I just started doing voice memos. Like if I'm driving or working out, I would just like put it on record and just go um, and then go back and listen to them. So I got, I got some, I don't have 5,000, but I, I got a good number of them. Um, and, and I struggle with what Chris said. I try to keep everything in my head, but I forget, you know, I, I do so much running around. I remember maybe uh, What what you got though, Chris, what question you got?
0: Um, How how lucrative has the book industry been to you?
1: It hasn't necessarily, but let's, let me be honest for a moment. Um, I don't, my intentions was never, that wasn't my intention. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was even a moment where I wanted to step back from the book because I thought the book was taking the front seat of the journey that I wasn't necessarily on. I truly just want to empower other parents. I really, the book was a way of getting the story out there. I wanted more people to have access to it because I talk about it. Uh, My experience is all the time with people people come to me and ask me like, um, well, my daughter is in school and they're trying to hold her back or they think that she should excel. And what do you think I should do about, you know, and I have all these people that come and ask me questions um, because of my background in math, uh, either that or all of the years of experience, right? And so I was like, well, how, and I was writing blogs. I had a blog on um, Medium, you know, Medium. So I had a blog on medium and at one point I was like, I'm just doing this weekly. I could just put this all in one book and call it a day. And then you'd have access to the information, right? Mm-hmm. But to be honest, um, it's, it, it probably, probably could be more lucrative, to be honest, if I were doing the things that I was supposed to do. Wesley is the reason why I'm even here with you because I'm not, I'm not you know, you gotta get out there and it's self-published, so I don't have a publisher. Um, you would have to really be hitting the ground and getting the books in stores and walking around and asking people, but that's not my purpose. My purpose is to empower people and to create community. That's really what I want to do. I want to help other moms relax and accept the freedom and the liberation that is available for them because it does not have to be as hard as it is for all of us. You know, it's really about personal growth for me.
0: Yes, man. And I, I think personally, like, that's where the best work comes from when it's really from the heart and not from a dollar sign, uh, for sure. But I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to post your book. I'm going yeah. I'm to I'm I'm get some people to
2: read it because we got to get the message out there. Right. You know I, mean? I appreciate if, it. That's, if that's the goal, <laughs> we got to put it out. Somebody, somebody's going to listen and they're going to hear this and they're going to say, "Well, I want to check that book out," and that may be the life changing of our next doctor, lawyer, or just a free thinking kid.
1: Right? Um, Absolutely.
2: Because the kids are our future. I mean, we're the kids are our future, and they have to have a baseline to raise their kids upon. Um, and if we stick with those norms, I mean, like I said, we we all we do is make excuses for why we haven't elevated instead of actually executing. <laughs> it. Uh, I ain't going in it today, man. I'm good. Man. <laughs> I'm good today. Um, you did say that you use therapy or writing for therapy. Was mm-hmm. that something that you were, you know, you went to a therapist or you just realized like, Hey, this kind of works for me and I'm gonna stick with it. Like, how did you get to that part? Cause you know, mental health is something we don't talk about a lot in our community either.
1: I 100% support therapy. I've been in therapy cons- consistently now for five years and before that on and off. Right. So um, it's an important part. I mean, there, it, we talk about self-care and things like that. It's really important to process our thoughts um, and our experiences, right? But yeah, therapy, actual therapy was what caused me to write um, a lot too, because it's better out than in. And sometimes, I mean, you got to therapy, what, once a week? you know, and that ain't the only time something happening and, and you only get an hour. So you want me to tell you everything? I mean, if I try to tell you what happened this morning, we done, right? So it, it, it's a form of therapy by way of, I really need to let it out because what happens with me is I end up holding it all in and, and then I explode. And I don't like to be that type of person when there's so many people depending on me. I have kids and a partner and I want to be the best version of myself that I can for all those people. And to do that, I have to release some of that energy, you know? Mm. Yeah.
2: That's big. Yeah, that's big. And we all release in our own ways. I was, uh, me and my wife were sure. talking. Man, I, sometimes when I'm out there playing basketball, nothing matters, you know? And I know I ain't going to the NBA, but for that moment, I'm in my moment. And I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to crawl out of there because I'm getting older. And uh, <laughs> we get out of there. But no, that's great. But, you know, Chris did hit on that. When, you, when you're doing something out of purpose, it's, it, one, it's a better product. Um, you can tell when someone's doing a money grab and when someone is truly involved in what they're doing. Now, I mean, granted, we ain't out here doing nothing for free, but it, it, <laughs> at the end of the day, when the purpose is in front of it, you know, when, when I used to work on vehicles, I used to love working on vehicles, painting them. Once I tried to turn it into a business and it took away mm. the fun out of it. Um, it wasn't fun anymore because now it became a, a, a burden. Like, this is what I love doing. You know, I made a couple of dollars in charge here and there and undercharge, but I just love doing it. But once I'm like, hey, I need to utilize this to survive, it was no fun anymore. and I walked away from it. Like, I just didn't yeah. want to do it anymore. Um, if I could do it for free, I would be in the backyard still paying cards. If I could still live the life I wanted to live, I'd be out there every day. Um, but that was something I enjoyed doing. Uh, so what other business ventures are you involved in?
1: So I do have... Um... I've created the mentorship program, but that was created before the book. Um, again, and that was that was created through the the idea that people were asking me those questions. Right, um, I was getting so many of those questions, and I was realizing I have a lot of knowledge and a lot of information and things that have worked over the years. Um, how to excel a child? My oldest kid went to UCLA, um, went to and has graduated. Right, so some of these things that I I know how to do, she, she knew from the very beginning that she wants to be in science. I knew exactly what path you need to take, what classes you need to do. How do you excel and get to a place where UCLA wants you, right? And so I was like, well, how how come more black people aren't doing this? They don't have the information. I would watch people in the room before me have an experience where they just the parent just accepted what they told them. I was like, you know, you don't have to do that, right? You know, your kid can take uh, Algebra 1 in sixth grade. That's allowed. And they won't tell you that because whatever the case, right? You know. So I was finding myself in these positions where I was like, I really want, it it sometimes comes across as if black people don't, aren't as good as the other people, right? But it's not so much they're not good, they don't have the information. We can do anything we wanna do. We don't have all the information in front of us. So how can I get you the information to help you and your child get better and do better and go where you're trying to go? Well, first we need to form, formulate a plan for your child and each child will be different, right? What is your child's end game? What do you, you know? What is your child's end game? Number one, not what is your end game for your child because it's got to be oh. theirs and they have to own it, right? So I created the the pro the mentorship program, which basically it that is part of it. But also there's sometimes their moms just need to vent. They need to know they're not alone. There's it's a so we uh, also have the group setting where um you we can meet together and do things like that. So it, it's all about again creating community, getting the message out there because knowledge for real is power I mean the more you know you just start moving different you know what I'm saying and they will hold our kids down in these systems they really do not want us to go and yeah. I'm like let's get in the car together and go so look I have the information what you need to know let's figure out if, should your school be in a uh, should your kid be in a charter school should they be in a magnet school should you home school there's so many options and then all we know is it's the school down the street
0: yeah mm-hmm. how do
1: I do all of this stuff and so i'm here for that i
0: really (laughs) you need it it. because i can tell you now like for example my mom like she she kind of knew like what kind of kind of student i was but Mm -hmm. she didn't she didn't had information to get me where i needed to be or maximize my potential you know i just went to the school that i was closest to therefore you know distractions um I wasn't intentional because my mom wasn't intentional and it was nothing that was um, on purpose, but like you, the you, the career guidance counselor that's needed, that's needed in schools. I don't even remember my career guidance counselor. I don't remember. They don't anything. even do
1: that no more. I think, yeah. I think the guidance counselor there just now is just, I mean, there, we had one experience where my daughter's guidance counselor was telling her, well, you don't, it was when we moved out, out here, we was in a bad area. Just know that. Cause it's not all like that. But this lady told her. All she needed to do was, she's like, oh, you're, you're pretty much done. You don't need to take those classes. We, we, we knew what she was trying to do. So we was like, let me, I want psychology. I want this class. And we need yeah. AP this and we need this. And I want this French. And she was like, you already clipped out of all of those courses. Why are you doing all that? All you need to do is write it in on black and woman and you'll be fine. And I was like, whoa, that's whoa, the guidance whoa. counselor, the guidance counselor. Now, mind you, if I didn't already know what I was trying to do, we'd have been, I'd have been the mama just sitting there go, oh, oh really? okay, sure. No problem. That's what we'll do. And then she wouldn't have made it into UCLA.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And
1: I need you to have the information. So you, they can't be bullying you around there, telling you what you think. She just thought I was some black woman going to be like, okay, ma'am, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And,
2: and, and that's the thing is that it's not enough of, of you. And it's too many, like you said, that just take it and run with it. Even when I was in school, I skipped second grade. Um, they had me in class and I was just, it was too easy. I didn't know. I was just a kid. It was too easy. And I was a nuisance after I finished my test before everybody. So they were saying, Hey, you want to take this test? And me being the kid, like, no, I don't want to leave my friends, you know? <laughs> mm. Um, but I took a test. So I skipped second grade. I was in second grade for like two weeks. Um, and I had the intellect to join the international baccalaureate program when I was in high school, but it just wasn't cool. Um, and I, I do respect my dad for like, he wanted me to do it because he knew better for me, but he mm-hmm. knew that I wasn't going to like I I I just wasn't into like the engineering and stuff like you know I'm a hands-on guy mechanical guy like I'm glad that I'm smart but I don't want to be there because I don't those people are going to be doctors and neurosurgeons and that's just it wasn't my thing not that I couldn't learn it if I truly I just wasn't interested in it uh, right
1: no but hold on <laughs> let me let me let me make something really really clear too because this is probably the most important part yes I had a daughter daughter graduate UCLA and we did all of the stuff but my son who is a gamer, I pulled him out of public school and homeschooled him intentionally so that he could spend more time gaming and becoming a better gamer. So I'm not worried about you being the best that's science crazy. person and the best math person. Like, that's great if that's who you are. So if you say, yeah, this is what I want to do, let's do that. But what do you want to do? You want to be a gamer? Oh, you- and I sat out and watched him one summer and I was like, wait, you good, good. And there's a <laughs> career in that.
0: We no, they, left school. They're getting paid.
1: They're getting paid. So why would I have him in there slaving over U.S. history, some stuff that he don't even care about, ain't going to move his career in any kind of way, right? So at the end of the day, I was like, all right, so now you got to come home and game all day long and get better and better because I want you to be the best gamer you can be. So he homeschooled for that reason. So I do each child differently based on what they need. And what that's my whole point with the community is that Listen, every kid not supposed to be a doctor. Yes, yeah. we need doctors, but you love art and you go to the, the theater and you watch movies. If your child wants to be an actress, let's figure out what school they should be in that's gonna push that agenda for them. Let's figure out what classes they need to be taken to optimize their desire. And that's the main focus. Like, I, I, and I appreciate you for saying that because I, I wanna make sure that it's very clear that I'm not pushing anybody and I'm a math professor. Like that is my jam. I love math i tutored math i had a tutoring company i own a math tutoring company and i will teach you math all day every day i love it but i'm not about to push that on you if you don't want that like do you know how to add up and make sure your bank account right when you start making them Fortnite checks
2: <laughs> that's it and that's and that's beautiful you you everything as i'm listening um, and if everybody that's listening, if you haven't caught on yet, it's, it's really an, an investment in her kids. Yeah. Um, and you're very intentional about how you raise your kids, which is, is I like the word liberation. It liberates them because that's what it does. Right. We we as a culture, society norms, again, is go to school, get your A's and B's. I'm gonna give you a couple dollars right mm-hmm. now. Not that that's a bad thing. It's a tradition. I get it. But. What does A's and B's help you when you're 25 trying to get a job? You're not going to get it. And that's why I think some of the mentality of, oh, I did something today, give me something. That's Mm -hmm. what ruins some of our kids who not having that communication and say, hey, A's and B's are what you're supposed to do in school. I just gave you some money because you didn't have any. But we make a a big party because they had A's and B's, which is great. But how does that really correlate to the outside world? And like you said, everybody's not due for college. College isn't for everyone. I think the best thing that happened to me is I always thought this way. But you know, it's always easy when you don't have a kid, right? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do this when I have kids. I'm gonna do this <laughs> when I have kids. And then my daughter came, and because you know, it's so a girl first. She has no. I have no expectations of her. Like you know, with a boy, you will be junior. You are gonna hoop mm. with her. Let's just let's just do it. You know, like let, let. And I think that's why you know I was blessed to have a daughter first because it allowed mm-hmm. me to actually keep what I already thought in my mind and actually execute it instead of just talking about it. Because I know if it was a little boy, some of that stuff be out the window. Come on, you got to <laughs> dunk at one, you know. <laughs> Stop what you're doing right now, man. Hit that like button, man. What's the comment? Let us know how we're doing. Appreciate right, yeah. y'all. So Mav Mentorship, Mav Professor, and you have a the mentorship company is for right. the mothers and
1: parents or or parents i would say parents i mean if dads want to i mean listen we are all on this journey together we're trying to get to the same end game so there's no discrimination if you have kids and you want to talk about it let's talk let's figure out what needs to be done for you yeah
2: yeah and then you have a math tutoring business okay yeah
1: so when i moved out here so professor of mathematics at Philander smith college when we left there and moved out here, the credentials for teaching math here are completely different. So while I got more degrees than a thermometer, baby, <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, they was like, "No, we good on that." So they never gave me a job. I started tutoring at like little companies here, but they wasn't really paying, and my clients really liked me. So I ended up just starting my own tutoring company where I tutor math. Um, so th- that's still available. And you know, when COVID hit, it kind of changed the game because I used to go to people's homes to tutor and then it went all online and the kids were online all day and they didn't really want to do online tutoring after that. So it kind of changed, it, it went down a little bit, but I, it's still available.
0: Huh. That's, that's mm-hmm. dope, you know, um, just to go back to, before we go to the next question, I just think it's so important that that you said that you parent your kids based off their, what they want to do, you know what I'm saying? i have never heard of a parent um, adjusting their, their child for gaming, but I think that's like a gem, like, because it's lucrative and you you are you know your son well enough to know that him going to school, learning what they're teaching isn't gonna benefit him in the long run. If this is something that he really wants to do. What's the difference between gaming and someone want to rap or, or play an instrument?
1: The thing he was really interested in, he needs to spend the same amount of time. So if I say, Oh, she's at home studying. You'd be like, oh, that's so wonderful. But I was like, he's at home gaming, and you like and
0: you look oh, at it like he needs yeah. to be studying. You yeah, know he I mean? needs to get yeah.
1: outside.
0: You but in my
1: had one of my sons played football, he would have football practice during the week, games on the weekend. We were spending a lot of time on the football field. This is literally the same thing. It's just a different yeah. format. Yeah. And yeah. I had to be open to seeing it that way,
2: you know. That perspective. That's an and amazing that's, perspective yeah because if it, like you said nobody has any issues when it, nba nfl mm-hmm. nobody has no issues there and you know my father he made a comment a couple months ago he was talking to some kid and they were like they wanted to be a famous youtuber and he was it would blow him out of his mind He like what, what what do you mean like dad these kids getting that brain on that youtube dad like, yeah he and it, it, it is because he you know he's older now but we as parents growing up under our parents we have to realize that there are other opportunities like and, and the information is there we just have to execute we have to go out there and read we have to study it and like you said it, to be the best gamer to get the top everybody game i'm a gamer i ain't good but i game right but to be a gamer and to be at that top level you have to put those hours in who right. needs to be in front of the game getting better and learning how to use and you know talk on the mic whatever they do the, the streaming that they do nowadays like that's just craft and, i mean and- the
1: thing is have has and sometimes when people say that stuff i'm like have you actually watched what they do <laughs> because Fortnite is pretty intense, and this man is in there building, how building up on top of people and multitasking, watching behind his back. Like, there's a lot of it's a lot going on. Going on. He, yeah, and he, he has he to probably know was killing me when I was
0: on Fortnite, I had to leave. It. I was getting smoked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'm telling you, he is really good. And I, when I watched him, I was like, it would be crazy for me not to support him. And I, we can use it even when he, I remember, so he's been homeschooling for about three years now. So whenever we first started, I would use the game to teach him math. And I would say it's a, you know, cause they do squads in the, in Fortnite and most duos or whatever. And I'm like, so it's 25 people left in the game. How many squads are left or how many, you know, this is division and this is location and this, but it caught his interest and was, you know, literally they were telling me this boy was behind in math and he was slow. Now he's technically in sixth grade, but he tested into 10th grade math. He was behind when y'all had him, you know what I'm saying? But when I changed the focus of his learning to something he was interested in, it allowed him to learn in a better way. So I really call it interest-based learning because when you can use whatever they're already interested in and everything, I promise you, everything can be used. Everything like people will be like, when well, I did, and I'll show you. Just just name and I'll show you. <laughs> Everything can be used.
2: Amen. And so,
1: if you use the child's interest, they will learn better, easier, and faster.
2: Because they're locked in. Yeah. yeah. Locked in. It's I like, and you know, what's funny is that people going to listen to this, and the ones who aren't free thinkers that were trying to liberate their minds because they're only a slave in their own brains, uh, when they do hear this, they're going to laugh and think that you're crazy but then when we come back in a couple years from now and he's the top gamer in the world oh man and i think that's the thing with our society you just said it too they're just too comfortable be the be the be different yeah and be-
1: even if he's not the top gamer at least he's not gonna be depressed he's gonna Ooh. be happy he's gonna be free sure. you know because free. it's not always i mean for me it's about the freedom you know i really want to live in a free space like the world outside of this house is really hard you have to walk out you know, to be free in your home is so important, you know what Priceless. I mean? And so even if he don't become the top gamer, he, he'll at least be happier.
2: And lister. he's still learning. He's still learning he's what learning. he needs to learn. Absolutely. Just using his interests. Man, that's that's fire.
0: And, and um, we, I got one more thing, my bad. Um, I just want to say, like, we appreciate every teacher, right? But in my opinion, no, no teacher should be better than you as a teacher at home, as a parent. Um, it's your cool. job to know what your child is doing in school not the teacher's job and it's your job to get the best out of your child and whatever subject they are struggling in because you like you said I put in a different light and he understood it more so that's mm-hmm. just that's just my thoughts like we depend on teachers a little too much in school they got they got 100 students how can they focus how can they help your child maximize their potential sure
2: but that's it yeah, that's... no no you good and I think I mean it goes right into our next question uh, with with the homeschooling, because a lot of times uh, people, you know, like we talked about the schools and going to different schools. It was an incident back home. I, I haven't caught up into it too much because it doesn't affect me. But uh, one of our school districts that I went to, I guess they were having issues and people were on Facebook, you know, putting on a, sh- a party in the show about how bad, you know, Florence School District 1 was. And I, I kind of asked one of my partners like, well, if it's that bad, if everybody getting all this money, why they just don't go to another school and pay for it? But you know nobody wants to take that step of that real investment. you know my daughter's not going to go to a school that's not up to par, and we, we that's what we we work for that freedom. we work for our finances to be where they need to be but nobody wants to invest in their children if a first school costs thirty thousand, you know give or take I don't know what private school or any of those schools cost, but if that's what it costs, and that's what we got to pay because that's an investment to my daughter, you know, that's, that's important that she gets the best education possible. So it was just a whole lot of hoopla, but mm-hmm. within your homeschool program, do you have any financial literacy topics that you speak of while teaching at home or how do you feel about that integration of financial literacy in our schools? Um,
1: the, the program that, I, that we're with is, uh, to be honest, I, I do what's called unschooling. Um, it basically means we're free to okay. do it how we want to. Uh, I am connected to a homeschool base and but with that I get to choose the curriculum I get to do it however I want and with the unschooling basically I allow his interest to dictate what we learn so let's say today he goes mom why's the moon still out in it's daylight "Ah, let's look it up let's watch a YouTube. We'll talk about it. And today he learned science, you know, um, hmm. we do do financial literacy by way of, he has a savings account. He has a, a credit card that is under, because of course it's Fortnite. He a gamer. So you know how all the skins and all the V books <laughs> and he plays, he plays Roblox, Roblox. I had to buy stock in Roblox because I'm like, basically I already own it, dude, the way I spend money on Roblox. Um, so I wanted him, he was getting to the point where he was just really using it, you know? So I wanted him to understand what it, cause it seems really fake now cause we don't transaction with like tangible money anymore. Yeah. So for him, it's just like, can I review bucks Can I get Robux? You know, and it's just like, do you know you gotta actually have money, you know? So gave him the credit card that, um, that's under mine, you know but so that he can see how it looks if you don't have the money in your savings account then you can't make the purchase over here. So if you don't, you know, so he can make the purchase on his credit card, but only if it's enough to pay his deal. Um, But I just really wanted them to understand it because it started to kind of get out of hand. It seemed like they didn't really understand what was going on. And I'm sure the older that they get, the the more they will get involved with that. Um, My middle child, she actually just graduated. She owns a Depop store. It's like a, I don't know, eBay type of store where you sell used clothes. Um, okay. She goes out and she purchases clothes from like Goodwill oh, and okay. uh, Salvation Army and then she resells it online. She does really well. And so she's in charge of her finances, uh, PayPal, her bank account, transferring, um, making the purchase for the she has to actually purchase the shipping and the shipping. Products. Like she has a whole business, actually. And again, none of this is because I was like, you need to own a business. No, she loves to shop. And she had gotten to the point where her clothes were overflowing, and we figured out a way to maximize the fact that she wants to shop and she needs money. And so it was just one of those things. So that's again, great. so financial literacy is involved in all of their learning, but by way of their interests.
2: Perfect. No, that, that, makes that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, you you know, you, you have a your daughters in college, UCLA, right? Or graduated. Well,
1: she graduated. Yeah, she graduated Graduate. now already. Yeah. Pandemic. So,
2: we had a question like, "What is your views on college?" We know you had a college grad, so what are your views? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> hey, this is, hot, this is the hot topic, baby. I, I, like I it. actually think it's overpriced.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So if you can get it for free, go. And she got it for free. Bang. Um, there, but there's no. I remember the day she was in her room and trying to, which is one of the stories in the book, actually. She was filling out applications and scholarship applications and all that stuff. And she was kind of stressing out. And I looked at her in her eye and I was like, look at me. I want you to know that you do not have to do this. And we moved out here to give her in-state tuition. So she felt a little bit of pressure that we had moved all the way here. She needed to go to college. And I said, you don't have to do it. We love California. We not leaving. We- it has been great for us. You do not have to go to school. I promise you. None of my kids have to go to college. I like, I think I said this to you already. I got too many degrees and it hasn't done anything for me at all. It doesn't, it's not back in, it, there was a time when having a degree guaranteed you something that would have been fine. But you can have all the degrees you want to right now and it won't change anything for you. You can also be a billionaire and not have any degrees. You can drop out of school. You have to focus on what it is you truly desire and go for that, right? And if it does require a college degree, listen, let's figure out how to do that. If it doesn't, let's not. I really, it, so it's still the same thing for me. If, if college is what you want to do, I can help you get there. I know exactly what to do. But if you don't want to go to college, let's not waste the money or the time. I've been a college professor. So I've seen, I've, I remember being in class, you know, like you baby, you really, really shouldn't be here.
2: <laughs> and I know,
1: I mean, and, and that was it's not a job. That's not yeah, a job. The and, and listen, we need everything. We don't need, we don't, we need people. We need welders. We need mechanics. We need artists, we need dancers, we need gamers, we need all of these people. So I'm not, it's not a jab at anybody, you know what I'm saying? But don't waste your money and your time. Really focus on what it is you want and go do that. My The one who just graduated, she graduated a year early because uh, when we switched her, we switched her over to homeschool. They went back to school in LA last year, right? She didn't want to go back to public school. So we did homeschool when we got uh, set up with the homeschool Turns out she could graduate. They was like, look, she only need English and this and you can go. So we went ahead and graduated her early. Everybody's like, so where's she going? To go? She going to go to college? She going to do that? Like, No, she's going to chill. What you mean? She got a whole year to figure out all of that. Her parents are not kicking her out the house. She ain't got to go do all of that. It's not necessary. She's going to take her time, take a break. We, they have been pressuring her to do all the schoolwork and do all the stuff for all these years. I'm about to take, give her a break, let her figure herself out. Really get to know herself and then develop into the person she wants to be. No pressure. If she wants to go to college, let's figure it out. So, I mean, I I like the idea of college. I prefer HBCU because I I really like the feel of that. Um, I think it's necessary for us to get back to the root of us learning from each other and having that connection in the community. Because, of course, again, my whole point right now is just to build community for us as a people. So college...
0: Yeah. It's kind of to you. You made an important point. Um, my 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 view on why kids go to college when they don't wanna go to college is a lot of the times it'd be pressure from the parents. When we so some somewhere along the lines, somebody passed in our ears that when our your kid turn 18, they gotta get out and they gotta go to college or they gotta join the military or they need to get a job and move out. And it's like, I just graduated two months ago. Like if if you make it comfortable for me to figure myself out for a year or two, maybe I will. I won't even waste my time going to college, getting these student loans because it wasn't no pressure mm-hmm. on my back to get out my mama's house. But a lot of that goes back to finances, and you know a lot of stuff me and Graham talk about on our regular episodes. But I just wanted to. I just think that's so important that you know your daughter makes the parents. Life.
1: She may, she may, yeah, and she's open always, to Always, the, to always open always open to change your mind that's one of my one of the thing, the biggest things in my house if my kids they say what was your mama say it's probably you can change your mind at any point about any of this they can. if you want to go back to school and you don't want to homeschool anymore, no let's do that whatever you want to do let's you can change your mind i want them to know that you don't have to stick to something because you made that decision a long time ago with the information you had when inf- new information comes in and you want to change your mind please let me know and i'm here to help you um i want to say that i think also schools really push college now remember we got to remember that the society we live in they benefit off of this debt that we create right so it's necessary for them to push that agenda on us we not only do our parents have that information but it comes from the, the bigger piece of society who's telling them that's what's necessary my kindergartner when she was in kindergarten she there was an assignment where she had to choose a college choose a college, Come, the, the, it was college week and they were gonna choose a college Sorry. and then uh, w- wear that college shirt. And like, they had this whole college week event. And I said to myself and them, what if don't wanna go to college? Why are you pushing this agenda on her so early? And then at kindergarten, and then you go through 12 years of that indoctrination, indoctrination, right? Of them just brainwashing you to think that this is what's necessary to the point where by the time it's time for you to get out, you ain't really think about nothing else. It's been brainwashed into you so hard. Okay. And now you're there and now you're in college and you don't even know, you just know that's what you were supposed to do. you like, well, no, I did it. I'm here. I got, got my point. loan. <laughs> yeah.
2: The brainwashed portion of uh, the brainwashed portion of death. Like you said, the bigger agenda for big brother, big brother in them, you know, is, is the more people that go into the college, the more money they funnel in, the more people get, you know, they get to continue their wealth class to separate from us. Um, rich people get poor from get rich from poor people. I don't I don't know why we haven't figured that out yet. Uh, you know, we have people who go, I we know in our communities, I want to be the first person in my family to get a degree. Why? What? Why? Yeah. They hang it on the wall. You know, I got five, <laughs> I got four degrees. None of them correlate to anything I do every day. But they were free. So Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah. There's that part. Literally, yeah, it's free. <laughs> If you can get it for free, you got scholarships. Listen, go get that thing. You know, it's because it's yeah. no, you know, it's it's from the government. You ain't about to get nothing else free. So you might as well. <laughs> so if you can get it for free. Don't take that thing. But if it's otherwise, free, it's if you got to pay for it. Yeah, if it's free, give me free.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's, and that, that's the thing. I, I mean, it just all ultimately keeps coming back to the society norms is everybody want to yeah. hang their bachelor's degree at grandma in them house. But mm-hmm. how is that going to help? the lights stay on and, and just the real life thing. Um, and then me and Chris always go back and forth about getting out at 18. Uh, I would just say it depends on how the kid is prepared. Um, my dad, my dad didn't, I don't know if he had it planned out, but he prepared me for life so that at 18, I was ready to go um, because, yeah. <laughs> and so it's different, right? I mean, yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's situational. It's but situational, but I do agree. Time,
2: a lot of times kid gets pressured. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I, my pressure was, just, he was just, you got to do something, you know, do something. Yeah, at the oh, minimum. And... Minimum. now nah, I ain't saying later, you are going to get a job or something.
0: <laughs> like, my kids, you 18 don't want to go to college. Cool. You ain't, you ain't living for free now. Once you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to teach you responsibility.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's and the, the, the thing. Responsibility. See, my, my dad, uh, I put in for college. Financial situation. When I started talking about college, he basically was like, you gonna go to college and go, you know, military, get a job. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to take the easy route. I'm going to go to college. And he was like, nah, that ain't going to work. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, but, you know, and it, it's just certain things. You know, you figure, like, I got, you know, buddies. I'm I'm above 30 who their parents or or their dad, they're still in the family playing cell phone bill. Like, they never even paid their bill on their own. Like, my pop gave me my cell phone bill the first job I got. Like, I'm only getting six fifty an hour. He's like, cool, you got nothing to pay your phone bill. But now you know what it is to be a man. Um, Even in the garage in the backyard, I turned into the shop. He, $100 a month for rent, right? And I'm a kid. I'm like, mm. yo, I ain't paying no cars this month. He's like, that's how, that ain't how life works. We don't care. Mm. The lights still got to go. They went down to $65 because you wasn't in there, but the bill still got to be paid. And that taught me, like, I need to put some money to the side, pay your bills first. Because ultimately, that next month, the shop went crazy and I made a lot of money. But if I miss my payment, then I'm evicted. And that's the way he kind of taught me because it was my interest out there, entrepreneur and getting to it. So I don't know if he did it on purpose, but hey, you did a good job, dad, if you're uh, listening. <laughs> got at the top shout out to pops man uh we kind of answered some of that too we already asked the you know the parents parents that's listening contact it get some you know if you if you feel that you and and just i would tell if you listen to parents i I don't want to answer your question but uh, look in the mirror and ask yourself why are you doing certain things that you're doing are you doing it because mom and them did it or are you doing it because you have a true understanding of what you're trying to help your child achieve uh and and that can be from anywhere from the schooling to just the culture, Make sure that you're taking care of what the kid needs and not what you need. Um, How do you manage to be a mother of seven, teacher, mentor, multiple businesses, just wrote your book with your 5,000 notes, author now, (laughs) you're going to be a best-selling author real soon. We're going to see you at Barnes & Noble just smiling and signing books. How do you it? it? I'm going to be honest. Um,
1: Sometimes I mess up. And um, anytime I'm going really hard on one thing, I'm probably missing out on something else. Um, I even honestly resent the implication that I'm supposed to do all those things well. They're, they're all things that I, I appreciate doing, love doing. I love my kids. It's probably one of my favorite things I've done in life. Um, but I'm, I just don't do everything well all the time. I do the best that I can. And, um, there are times that I'm super, super busy. I have to close my door and say, nobody come in here. I'm on the phone, you know, um, which may to someone seem like not being good at a mom at that moment, but that's so that I can help get the information out about the book or, you know, so it's a balancing, to be honest, like I really have to balance and probably more importantly, it's the self-care it's waking up in the morning and taking some time for myself before I get started with the day. I used to wake up to an alarm when the kids were going to school and I would jump up in the outer bed and get going with the day and the whole day would be like that, boom, 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 just go, go, go. Now I just wake up and I lay there for a little bit, meditate, and I say affirmations, I may sage or do whatever I need to do to keep it calm so that the day goes like that. So even though bumps come in the road, it doesn't feel like a jolt it's just like a, a slight, you know, it's almost like those self-driving cars, you, you know, where uh, if you veer out of the lane just a little bit, it kind of scoops you back. You know, that's <laughs> it. It's just like a little slide. That's it. You know, but I get to stay on the road that I'm on with just these little bitty moments where it's not a perfect drive, you know, but I, I have self-correcting and it, it comes back. So, perfect. you know, I, there's no, I, I don't know the answer to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's I, that's I, ju- I do juggle it, but it's hard and um, I don't ever want it to seem like it's easy. I mean, I think you post on Instagram and you see what everybody's highlights, is that what they say? And that's what it looks like when I say, oh, I have all these kids and you know, it looks like it's easy, but there are moments. I mean, and I have my own personal breakdowns and I need help. Um, I need to do better at that actually though. I need to be able to ask for help a little bit more. I'm a perfectionist, so I tend to be like, I want to do it myself so it can be right.
0: I know somebody like, (laughs) I ain't gonna say no name.
2: (laughs) I was laughing over here to myself when she said
0: that. Uh, Uncle Shay Shay, uh, Uncle Shay Shay, y'all don't know Shannon Sharp, he said, they asked him, like, How was he great? And he said, It's no balance.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you already, balance ain't fair. Yeah, Um, sometimes balance is. You know, like now we got this. uh, Then I got to get the baby together, get something to eat, spend some time tonight. I'm probably going to have to stay up late tonight, kick it with the old lady, because in the morning, I got to go out for a whole week for work. So it's it's just, it's it's never going to be easy, but we work hard now so that we can enjoy it later. Um, And Mm -hmm. you have to, the the end goal, the end goal. Uh, We got two more questions for you. Okay. Society norms. We hit them a little bit. What do you feel is your, I won't say the worst one. What is your biggest society norm or stigma that you want to break? yeah i worded that right i hope so i think you (laughs) get
1: i don't know i really think it's the education piece um and the form of and how we get our education and how we do that i really we really just have kids and assume that the only way to get them educated is through a traditional school setting and i really want to break that as an idea you know we do need education and it is important but there's different levels to that and it it doesn't look the same for everybody so I really just want to and and community again I mean I keep saying that but that's the biggest piece I think when we really all come together and create that space then we'll see that the education piece can be done different Um, yeah I, I think education
2: yeah, I think that definitely, yeah, because education can go into financial literacy, it can go into just regular ins and outs. And then the education system, when you walk into the school, as you said, I, I, I recruit for the Air Force, so I'm always in high schools a lot. And all they got on the wall is sign up for your student loan now, learn how to mm-hmm. fill out faster, learn how to, like, every wall has that. Everyone has that. And then we talk to the kids, and I'm just one of those, uh, I'm a salesman at times, and they're like, well, I want to go to college. I'm like, well, why? Why well, do just want to go to college? Well, why? Because I'm going to get money going to college. What are you going to do in college? I'm going to be marketing. Well, how long does it take you to get in that field and market it? Oh, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. If you go to college for eight years and don't get any experience, do you think you're going to get hired onto the company that you want to go? I never thought of it that way. And it just, we start digging deep, but none of the teachers are saying this. They're saying, hey, you know, not all of them, but like you said with the guidance counselor, just go to school, just go to school, go to school, you know? Um, But no, no, this is definitely a, it was just a blessing to even have this conversation with someone who thinks at that level and, We look forward to utilizing your products. Uh, Before we go, anything else you would like to add? And we'll get your information. We'll put it in the uh, description to make sure everybody knows where to find everything. But what what do you have as closing remarks?
1: Well, I I do wanna say thank you so much for having me. One, um, what you're doing is important. This is part of the community that I wanna build. I want young black men who are talking about the things that are important to our community, sharing the information on platforms where people can find it, you know? Um, I I really think that personal growth for each and each individual is probably the most important thing. Find what's necessary for you. Once you find that piece for you, it will be reflected through your kids. And then from there, we continue to grow as a community and excelling that community. Right. So for me, I just want everybody to grow and love and be at
2: peace. Hey, you heard it first. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Make sure you check out the comments, go buy that book, join that program, get that tutor. if you need it, it's all available. You want to reach out to it. We'll leave information. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's it. Thank you. This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge podcast. We'll catch you next time.